Are you ready for Christmas this year? It's that time. We need to be talking about it. Today on the podcast, we're going to dig deep on what it means to get ready for Christmas in 2020. Guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. I'm so glad you're with me. Today, we're going to talk about Christmas. But before we get started, I wanted to ask you a really simple question. Have you subscribed yet? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to this podcast and also share it on your social media. Also, why don't you shoot me a text? I would love to hear from you. I want to hear exactly what you're thinking. I want to hear what you think about the podcast and the ideas you have. Just shoot me a text. 615-492-2342. I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so today we're going to peep into a little interview that I did with Church Fuel about Christmas and what it means to do Christmas in the year 2020. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you take something away. Here we go. How are you? Things are good? Um, things are great. God is very kind to us. So we're very thankful for, for where things are at in the season of life, for sure. I love it. Um, so listen, as we talked about planning Christmas, yep. one of the big things that we're obviously focusing on churches are, are thinking through like planning these Christmas services now. It's actually kind of refreshing, you know, it's yeah. like something to plan. That Yeah, we get like, a new target for a season. Yes, you know? I love it. Yeah. So you're working with tons of churches. I mean, I yep. feel like you've got the pulse of, of kind of what's going on. And so as churches are starting to think through how they should plan their Christmas experiences, their services, I mean, what approach should we be taking right now? Yeah, it's a good, such a good question. And, and, and thank you for serving people with this content because all of the rules that we've known for years are out the window now. Like we didn't, <laughs> we, we no longer get to operate. There's no standing operator procedure ever again. So, so one of the things that I would tell you is you've got to talk about Christmas earlier than you've ever talked about it before. I was in Dallas, Texas three weeks ago, drove by a billboard that said all Christmas music all the time already. Wow. Okay. That was in August. So like people are so ready for this year to end. We feel like there are two magical moments. The election, which is magical one way or another, however you believe. And then January 1st. And, and the truth is science is not bound to either of those dates. But we have as humans this innate desire to find a finish line. Mm. And so let's start making sure we're communicating about Christmas earlier than we've ever communicated before. It is not out of the realm of reality for you to start talking about your Christmas events in October this year, just because of the way that um, the world is revolving around around needing a distraction. I, I work in, in with a lot of artists and churches in the music business as well, and all of the Christmas music is is going to be released in October this year. And, that's and so, normal. It's about two or three weeks earlier than yeah. normal, wow. right? And so so as a church leader, as a creative leader, communications leader, your responsibility is to communicate earlier than you've ever communicated before. I think uh, it's going to get really noisy. And so th- that's the first thing. Um, I think the second thing is we've taken the last six months to teach people and beg people to tune in online. And I feel a lot of my friends and a lot of the churches that we get to partner with are starting to go back, right? But even going back, it's not going to be the way it was. And so when we go back into these services, there's no way we're going to be able to pack people in at Christmas like we normally pack them in. So we have the runway, if we start right now, to make sure that we are creating two distinctly different experiences. 
we create a broadcast experience and an online experience. Okay. And, and the truth is, the truth is, the, the churches that are very innovative and are going to use COVID as a launching point to scale into a huge level of impact and influence in their local communities in the future are already thinking about how, when the world gets back on its axis and spins properly, how do we create the broadcast experience and the live experience? I don't think the days of just putting a camera in the auditorium and someone speaking from a stage or singing from a stage is the solution anymore. All of the data shows us what we've already known. 80% of the people are watching here. And so what are we doing to make sure that we're, our Christmas experiences are crafted in a way that we can invite our community to tune in to this awesome moment and watch it on their TV or watch it on their phone or have a moment in their, in their personal lives with this content? Yeah, so that's a good that's a good challenge. I actually have not heard that articulated that way before. But I mean, is there an application of this literally where we create an in-person experience for those that are coming in person and then a separate, I mean, literally a separate video file, a separate experience yes. for the online crowd? Like it's two separate things. It's Maybe two separate things. Music's the same, and, whatever or whatever. Yeah, but and, and 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 you use your storytelling videos the same way. But we as a church have to think about ministry. We we have left allowed ministry to stay analog for too long. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even the most digitally savvy churches are still analog. Mm -hmm. We are not creating. We have to think about ourselves like good morning America, not like Billy Graham crusade. And I love Billy Graham. Like I'm a, I'm a fan, but those days are over and people tune into content in shorter bites and they want the content in ways that are on demand and accessible. And there it's going to be accessible through their phone. So your pastor writes a message. That same message can be told in both places, but let's capture it in two places. We wouldn't bring in all of our lighting gear if we were doing an outside uh, middle of the day service. Right. That's kind of what we're doing right now because we're like, hey, tune in online, tune in online. Make sure you give online. Make sure you join a a Zoom community group. Our, Our students and our kids program online, blah, 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 online, online, online. And then all of a sudden we're going to like just pull the plug and now come to this room that you're not comfortable coming to in the first place. Um, Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, uh, be six feet separated. I was at a conference last week, Michael, 1100 worship leaders in a room of 4,500 people. Wow. That's built for 4,500 people. Yeah. It doesn't feel great. Right. No. Yeah. All the people on the stage have got to hate it. Right. (laughs) Right. And as a communicator, you're like, I can't see what people are uh-huh. feeling or doing. So why would we not create multiple opportunities for people to connect? Like so It just I- makes sense. Hey guys, we're going to continue the interview in a second, but I wanted to give you one more chance to text me. You can text me anything you want to talk about, 615-492-2342. I look forward to hearing from you. Also, if you want to get on our email list or you want to know what's going on with some additional products that we're developing right now, Follow me on Instagram, B underscore R-E-W-S-T-E-R. All right, back to the show. We just published an article about churches contextualizing ideas. And like that, what you just said, it completely reminds me of that. A lot of times, you know, an ordinary sized church would hear something like this and go, well, yeah, if you got a big budget and you got, you know, all this stuff, do it all. But here's the thing. There's a principle here. You make that applicable toward your budget, toward your church, toward whatever. Yeah. And the principle is the principle. And if you can't do this all the time, which, I mean, we can talk about that later. You probably can, and maybe you just don't realize it. But let's just say you're right. not doing this all the time. You can definitely do it for Christmas. Right. right. So that's and, a great and, and here's where God was so wise. 
he gave all of the people at Apple so much wisdom that you can take your phone, put it on a tripod behind a ring light and look professional. Yep. Right. So even if, even if your church is in a place where you don't feel like you can execute this for $15, you can, (laughs) let me see if for less, less than $15, you can get a tripod on Amazon. Okay. And you can put your phone in the tripod and record yourself doing your message. Yep. You may not be able to go from what you normally do to Good Morning America or right. to to Quimby or whatever the, the new technology is that allows you to broadcast on your phone. But take a Christmas song, have somebody play it acoustic in front of an iPhone, deliver your message on an iPhone, mm-hmm. then have your editor take that and drop in your host moments and the stories that you're telling during your Christmas service. And who knows? Okay. Just try it. Yeah, I love right. that. Just try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? It. If it's try terrible, it in addition. COVID. Try it in addition. Yeah, blame COVID. Blame <laughs> me. You can email me and blame me, okay? But but what, it, what, what does it hurt us to have both versions and yeah. see how people engage more? And, and here's the other thing. And, and, and Michael, this is one of the things. This is not Christmas related. This is just digital ministry created or related. You need a lower third like scroll on all of your broadcasts, whether it's from the stage or you've created a separate content because people are watching on their phones more than they're watching anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it, when, you're, when you're watching on your phone or watching on your TV, you don't see the chat, the chat box. Okay. And so any calls to action that you have need to be on a scroll that goes across the bottom of the screen. If we watch CNN or Fox news or ESPN, if you watch MSNBC, you can almost not see the anchor because there's so many things around them, right? And so why are we not borrowing from this proven technology? Have a scroll thing across the bottom to find out more about our church, text this number. To, um, if you're new here, email this person. Uh, if you want to give to this next campaign, text this number. We have the ability. It's so funny. I watch, I, think- I watch hundreds of churches a month and none of them do it. It's amazing. Is anybody doing it? I don't, I've not seen one per, one church do it. I think pastors would be like, well, we don't want to distract people, but we don't realize that they're dist- that they're distracted. I mean, it's like they're in their kitchen making eggs while trying so to watch I, this. And yeah. I would say, I would say we don't want to distract them, but do you feel distracted when you watch the news? Right. It's like if they're going to be distracted, so we might as well distract them with our own stuff. <laughs> At least distract them with calls to action to move right. forward in their faith. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a that's a really good lesson. I love that idea. Okay, to talk about some ideas that you're hearing of what churches are doing or thinking as as the churches are already planning this, getting ready to come out with stuff. Yeah. So one one thing that I would tell you is this is the year. If there's ever a year you're going to care about your community at Christmas, this should be the year that you care about your community. Okay. So don't think about how I I, I remember. I don't know. It was probably ten years ago. Everybody was like gaga over the idea of the ipad little drummer boy thing like i'm sure we all remember that moment right i think north point did it and it was like this moment right so what if instead of that moment we could have every church that has influence in their community told a story of how they cared about their community for christmas Mm -hmm. this year right because we need some good news right we need some we need some really encouraging moments in our life and and i think the churches that are going to win Christmas this year are the churches that are going to find ways to serve their community and then tell that story better than they've ever told it before. Yeah. So, so make it about your community, not about your church, which is probably going to be anyway, but 
it's a good principle anyway. It's, it's actually probably a kingdom principle. We get trapped in, in trying to create this wow experience, which I love a wow experience. Yeah. But, but sometimes the most wow is that we gave $1,500 to a single mom who wasn't going to have Christmas. And then we told that story. Yeah. Are you seeing churches kind of lean back in? Maybe, you know, you mentioned that the community is probably more hungry for Christmas to hurry up and get here. Um, are you seeing maybe a, a stronger pull back to some traditions and even yeah. like some traditional, even branding and, and like, you know, home for Christmas, like stuff that's not way out there or maybe doesn't yeah. seem ultra creative? You, so you that? I would say that the, the trend is nostalgic more okay. than traditional. But avoiding avoiding the word home as much as possible. Okay, that's good. That's very because good. because we've all felt like we've been locked at home for a long time, mm. right? And so so I want to get out of home. I want to get out of home. Yeah, right. I I want to go con- uh, congregate with my friends. But nostalgia wins every Christmas. But this Christmas specifically, take people back to a moment when they really enjoyed life. Um, and, and do that through your branding, through that, through your, your packaging and, and even your programming. Love that. That's a good, that's a good word. Nostalgia over tradition, tradition yep. feels and, old nostalgia. And I would, feels- I would say like, and this is something I've seen, uh, as a win through COVID as well is make sure that you take, get your, um, church database out and you bring in some of your most friendly volunteers and call every person on your register and just wish them a Merry Christmas. Mm, that's good. You will be blown away at how people respond to that. So that's not a, that's not a, that's not digital. That's not scalable. That's not like all the things that we, you know, we're trying to do literally right. call people and wish them Merry Christmas. Call people and tell them we, Hey, Hey, we love you. We know it's been a tough year. Merry Christmas. How powerful would that be? Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? It's like, that's like and, the pastoral side of pastoring, right? And you're not asking for anything. It's not Merry Christmas and tune into our thing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, we're just calling to tell you, we love you. Merry Christmas. Is there anything we can pray for you for? Love that. Like pray idea. for you about. That's a great idea. Dude, this is uh, this is a couple golden golden nuggets here. Oh, thanks, golden man. Nugget. That's a casino, I think. But these I, are the better. I, I like it. I like it. Kind of golden nuggets. Um <laughs> I think it's a chocolate bar, isn't it? Isn't that a it's Hershey's? a chocolate bar, yes. Let's go with yeah. I should have thought of that first and not the casino. <laughs> um, hey, listen, we're, we all know where your mind's at, okay? Thanks for hanging out, man. This is good stuff. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys so much. Hope that episode really helped you guys. I hope that going into Christmas this year, you feel a little bit more prepared. It's a weird year, and I, I think we all know that... Um, things could be a little different. So this year, approach Christmas a little different. If there's one thing I can drive home to you, make sure you tell the story of how your church is helping your community this Christmas. I don't know that but another time since I've been in ministry where there's been as much need as there is today. So focus on that. Focus on telling that story because those in need will love to hear about the hope. Those who have will want to support the hope. This is a great opportunity for you to tell your story in a very new and unique way. So make sure you do that. Also, thanks for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you for sharing it on social media. It means so much when I see the little tags on IG and stuff like that. Thank you guys for doing that. It means a lot. And then hearing some of your stories about how you're using the podcast, how you're sharing it with your teams, that stuff, man, you guys don't know. It just means so, so much to me. Don't forget to shoot me a text too, 615-492-492. Two, three, four, two. Tell me what you learned today. Tell me what you'd like to hear us talk about. 
or just shoot me a text to say what's up. I'd love to chat with you. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with another episode.